You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is good, everybody? Welcome to NFL Reacts, part of the SB Nation NFL show. I am Rob Stats Guerrera on pinch hit duty this week. But don't worry, with me as always, NFL Reacts mainstay, Justice Mosqueda. What's up, Justice? How we doing? I- I'm happy that we're finally done with the schedule leaks. Did you see the Twitter account that, that got, I think it was 10,000 followers, just yes. tweeting out random dates and times and it, it came out and he was like i can't believe you guys did this like this is why disinformation exists so i'm we happy are, this is all over we're thirsty for the nfl schedule like look it's may i've been without football since february i'm desperate justice okay and i was crawling through the desert and i drank the sand a little bit so you know, sue me. But now we've got the whole schedule. It's here. We're going to break it down on today's show. We're going to look at the prime time slate of games. Before we do that, I want to remind everybody, please rate, review, and follow the SB Nation NFL show. And I want you to know that we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNNFL only at DraftKings. There are some incredible primetime matchups, Justice, right out of the gate. Week one, opening night on Thursday night football. NBC demands that you call it Sunday night football, even though it's on Thursday. One of the things that will forever bother me, but it's Buffalo at the Rams. If I'm a Rams fan, I'm a kind of a little upset like Damn, couldn't you give us an easier game to defend our title on? I mean, but that never happens, right? Like, I, I just remember, what was it, when the Broncos came off of their Super Bowl win and they were like, just run it right back against the Panthers. Right? <laughs> like, they, every everyone wants these good matchups early on in the season. So I think, you know, you got to assume if you're a good team, you make it to the conference round or something, um, you're, you're going to have a pretty tough out on, on the first one. But what a game. I mean, this is an amazing matchup, right? Like this is one of like, if you had to pick like five games of the year to watch, this would definitely be one of them. I think you could make the argument that no player comes into this year more motivated than Josh Allen. I think people forget Josh Allen was essentially perfect in the playoffs. Like, I don't know that a quarterback has ever played an extended run better than what Josh Allen did last year. And he didn't even make the conference title game. Like he did everything possible, including, you know, throwing the go ahead touchdown pass with 13 seconds left against the chiefs and losing that game. I think he's going to come into this year looking for blood and that game is going to be fascinating. And what a way for him to kind of announce like, Hey, we're coming back again. than to go out and beat the super bowl champions at home right out of the gate. Yeah, I mean, that Kansas City-Buffalo game in the divisional realm felt like the conference championship, right? Yes. Like we, we were all kind of surprised. Like, the Bengals ended up coming out of that. Like, I know we look back now and we're like, oh, Joe Burrow, you know, obviously he's a great quarterback. But at the time, it was more like, wow, we it felt like we just watched something close to a Super Bowl in the divisional round. And Josh Allen, up until the very last second, was leading that thing. So, I, I get it. Um I think both of these teams, you know, are easily going to be contenders. Like, I think they're probably uh, both top three in uh, – yeah, I just checked. They're both top three in Super Bowl odds for DraftKings. So, it's legitimately tough to find a better matchup. Like, there are very few matchups that would come to par with this. That is a hell of a way to start the week. Sunday's action ends with a rematch of week one last year. Tampa at Dallas. It's Dak. It's Brady. 
that uh, no shock that Sunday night football gets a great game to start off their season as well. They get to do the whole Brady retired, unretired thing. It, the Dallas Cowboys obviously is a huge draw. I just hope Dak is healthy, man. Like Dak, even when he was banged up early on in the season, you could see him operate from the pocket and he felt very Drew Brees-ish. But down the line, as the injuries kind of compounded, like you you saw him kind of fall off a little bit off a cliff. And I thought Dak, you know, when he got healthy, I thought he was going to be able to have like an MVP caliber um, type of season just off of – him playing like uh what was it like New Orleans really early on in the season like he, he he was banged up and he still was operating like crazy and I was like oh man if he's doing this when he's hurt like when he's healthy <laughs> he's gonna look nuts but he just never really fully got healthy um hopefully we get you know good on good as far as the quarterbacks go and this is just you know a barn burner I don't think Dallas did Dak any favors this offseason, really. I don't think there's one single area on the Cowboys you can point to and say they're better than they were last year. That's obviously not good. Um, you know, Brady's obviously going to be Brady, but it's it's going to be a good game, and the rating is going to be astronomically high. But to me, I don't know what the line is in this game, but to me, I, I feel comfortable picking the Bucks. I would, too. The, the thing with Dallas, where they're at, in terms of their team, they're rebuilding, but they don't really want to say that they're rebuilding. And it's not like a full-blown teardown, but it's like, hey, Tyron is in a weird spot in his career, right? Like, he he can't stay healthy. What are we going to do with that contract? Zeke, you obviously have to get over that contract at some point. You can't keep pushing money forward. So mm-hmm. teams like the Bucks are able to just say, hey, we have good players. We have the players that we want, you know, around in this window. Let's turn their salary into a signing bonus kick you know the cap hits forward dallas isn't really in that position but you look at the nfc east it's not a very strong division right like dallas is still the clear leader i would say um to to win that so they are in like this weird spot where they're like contending like probably if, if you ask me today they're probably the four seed in the nfc when it's all said and done but they're also like in theory rebuilding and this isn't their like quote unquote title window yeah, absolutely not. Uh, Tampa Bay is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. There are 10 home underdogs in week one, Justice. That has never happened before in the history of the NFL. That's crazy. I, I know one of the big things was just, like, bet bet dogs, right? Like, bet dogs in the first two weeks of the season because no one knows what the yep. heck these teams are going to end up looking like, right? I never bet week one. It's terrifying. I don't know. I feel like I don't know anything about the NFL anyway. In week one, I know even less than that. So I never put my money down in week one. Uh, and then the primetime slate for the first week wraps up with Russell Wilson's return to Seattle. His first game with the Broncos on Monday Night Football. That'll be ESPN and ABC. This game sounds like it's juicy, but it's really not. Because after the introductions and Russell Wilson either gets booed or cheered or both or whatever, the Broncos are going to kill him. Yeah. Chelsea ESPN, they get like what a couple months of uh lead up for this. They could be able to pump it out and just say, Hey, Russ is returning. And then, you know, by five minutes into the second quarter, we might just be like, <laughs> we're stuck with drew lock for another 50 minutes of game time. I don't, I don't know if this is what I want to spend my time on. Yeah. The whole broadcast is going to just be like, Oh, buckle up. Here comes Russell Wilson in the AFC, but I don't think it's going to be nearly as good as the, the lead up to it. Uh, But that's a good slate of primetime games for week one. Let's go to week two now with Thursday night football, probably the best Thursday night football game of the year. Chargers in Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Again, we were just talking about how great of a game that was last year in the playoffs. Sunday night football is Bears at Packers. That does absolutely nothing for me. The Bears are terrible. And we've got a doubleheader on Monday night football, Tennessee at Buffalo on ESPN, and then Vikings at Eagles, 8.30 p.m. Eastern on ABC. I think clearly we know what the best primetime game of that week is. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, Chargers, Chiefs, like I can't believe they gave this to us this early, um, especially for, you know, a divisional matchup. That's going to be nuts. I mean, that's one of the games like – if you're around the area, like you want to go see that thing live, right? Because you're gonna be able to see, you know, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes do things that like you you might never get to see again, you know, in terms of you know a quarterback duel matchup live in a season. The the Bears Packers one is hilarious to me because it's just Ugh. like if you hate wide receiver play, 
this is your game, right? <laughs> like, if you want to see 25-year-old Velas Jones and Alan Lazar be Aaron Rodgers' number one target, this is the matchup. It's weird that we get a doubleheader on Monday night, though, in week yeah. two, but not week one. Like, usually we get the week one, like, some West Coast team will play the second leg, but now we have doubleheader Monday nights, but they're staggered. So, like, uh, I'm looking at it because it's Pacific time. 415 Pacific is when we get Tennessee at Buffalo on ESPN and then Minnesota at Philadelphia kicks at 530. <laughs> so it's like they're they're staggered. It's almost like these remember like in the preseason where you get like these like hour long staggers and you could just kind of like watch fourth quarters like you could watch Tennessee Buffalo the entire game and then just tune into the fourth quarter of Minnesota uh, Philadelphia. That is not a bad viewing strategy. Um, I don't think there's anything interesting to me about Tennessee whatsoever. They have four primetime games this year. Like what, what is their offense? Just hand it to Derrick Henry and, and that's it. Like, I'm sorry. I, I don't even know how good I could see them missing the playoffs easily. They're 16th at Super Bowl odds right now on, wow. on DraftKings. They were the one seed in the AFC last year. Yeah. But did seed. you really think they were the best team in the AFC? Absolutely not. Not for, <laughs> not, not for one second, but it's just funny. Like how, it, it, it's actually it's actually nice that we could be able to analyze a team like this and not just say like wow they're the one seed they obviously should be good like we we know that we have an educated fan base enough and an educated media enough that we could say like ah they're probably gonna fall down a little bit like obviously they trade AJ Brown yep. they've had all sorts of offensive line stuff happen over the past couple of years you know they've famously I mean Vrabel basically got coach of the year because they got one seed and they played something like ninety guys on their fifty three man roster over the course of last season wow. Um, it's just hard for me to buy into Tennessee being able to do it again, but they do play in the AFC South. So we might, we might see them. I just think, I just think the Colts are going to be better with the addition of Matt Ryan. And then just overall, the AFC is very competitive, right? Like the AFC, that fight for the six, seven seed is going to be so much tougher than in oh. the NFC where like the Cardinals and Eagles might run away with it just by default. Like that really might be a thing that happens. Yeah, like pick a team in the AFC and say they're not going to make the playoffs. And your first reaction is like, what are you talking about? This team is good. And then you're like, yeah, guess what? They're all good. Yeah. It's going to be, you're right. That's That competition for the final seed is going to be ultra competitive. All right, let's go to week three's slate of primetime games now. This is, uh, like, we're right back to the Thursday night football terribleness. It's Steelers, Browns, I mean, Again, we don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson, but I would think he probably won't be there for this game. I don't know. Well, again, we don't know. It's possible he's not suspended at all. But if there is any sort of suspension, you would think that this would be one of the games that he would miss. You would think. And if you look at how many teams got primetime games relative to their Super Bowl odds, Ugh. there's some pretty glaring numbers. So, like, Cleveland is tied for, I believe, sixth in Super Bowl odds. They only got two primetime games. Every team above them got five. So that's more than double. The next team is like the next lowest team who got uh, only two primetime games for reference is Miami, which has, you know, ha half as much as Super Bowl odds in terms of the implied probability as Cleveland. I kind of think that that's kind of a message from the league, right? That like, hey, Deshaun probably isn't going to be playing primetime, or at the very least that the league doesn't necessarily want to put Deshaun on primetime for, you know, optics or whatever it may be. I mean, the MLB just suspended uh, one of their star players uh, who beat similar charges, right, uh, for, for two years. Um, so I wonder if that's like a message to like Goodell, like Goodell, hey, you can't do the whole, you know, six games down to four games like you did with Ben Roethlisberger in the past. I, who knows what's going to happen with the situation? I just think it's it sticks out like a sore thumb that the Browns did not get enough primetime games relative to their Super Bowl odds. And it's not like this is Deshaun with Houston, right, where it was him, Hopkins, and basically that's it. Like Cleveland mm -hmm. has a very good roster, it's oh, yeah. a quality roster. I, I almost wonder if the league looked at it this way. Let's not put the Browns in prime time very often. And definitely, you know, if we can to try to avoid it as much as possible early in the year. So if he is suspended, he doesn't miss the prime time games and we'll, we'll give a chance to get the season kind of underway. And then we, if they're on prime time later in the year, Watson can come in and like, we'll already be kind of past everything in the heart of the season. It, it's just not a good look. Nothing is a good look with the Cleveland Browns and that game. 
if Deshaun is not there, like who cares? Like Pittsburgh and Cleveland, Mitchell Trubisky and who? And the Pittsburgh thing is really interesting because Pittsburgh is, you know, the lowest team in terms of uh, Super Bowl odds that has five games in primetime. Like you, you look at the teams that didn't get enough uh, primetime looks again. The top teams in the league got five. Every team gets at least one island game. The The Lions are technically didn't get a single primetime game, but they're going to have uh, Thanksgiving, obviously. Um, the two teams at the top are Cleveland and Baltimore. They get five primetime games by themselves, right? Philadelphia, New England, and Pittsburgh get 15 collectively. That's crazy. Have those things reversed, right? You you would think at least like people will want to watch the better teams. We almost got it. Those are the ones that kind of stick out. Yeah, I, like there are certain teams that are national NFL brands. The Cowboys right, the are national NFL. Brands. Are one of them, but the Steelers are. But it's not going to be fun to watch, <laughs> right? Like it's yeah. It, I think if it's the kind of thing where like if the Steelers have even an average quarterback, okay, maybe you give them a couple. But for them to get the maximum with Mitchell Trubisky, like I, I don't get that at all. I think there are much better games that week that they could have put on. Uh, on Sunday night football, you get Niners at Broncos, which is interesting because it's Russell Wilson, who is 17 and four in his career against the 49ers, my own personal boogeyman. And then on Monday night football, it's Dallas and the Giants. I think overall, the, the last two primetime games are pretty good. That's Trey Lance's first, you know, primetime start will probably be. And Cowboys Giants is always going to rate well. So I think overall, Week t- uh, week three is okay, but man, they could have done better on Thursday. I I agree. Um, the Trey Lance, yeah, I, Trey Lance debut is going to be really fun, and then the the Monday night one is just classic NFC East, right? Just like ratings yes. boom, teams are going to watch. Like I feel like we get we get uh, Cowboys Giants on Monday night football like week three every single season. <laughs> it ha- it just happens. Yeah, and you know what. Maybe the Giants get lucky and they happen to win one of the first couple of games of the year. And then they're not, they don't look like a total dumpster fire. If you're going to put the Giants on primetime, you got to do it early in the year. So good job, NFL, uh, for that one. All right, let's move along to week four here. Thursday, Dolphins at Bengals. Not terrible. Sunday night is Chiefs at Bucks. Phenomenal. Monday night, Rams, Niners. Phenomenal. Week four might be so far the strongest primetime week. Yeah, I mean, KC Tampa, that's another one you circle like when the calendar comes out, right? And you're like, hey, this is one you stop everything, right? You talked about this in our pre-show. This is a stop everything uh, type of game. And then back-to-back Trey Lance and primetime, we're going to figure out what he's got real early on in the season. Yeah, the Niners actually have back-to-back primetime games twice during the year. And I said it on our Niners Nation pod earlier today. Like the national narrative on Lance is going to come together real quick because he's going to be on back-to-back primetime games early in the season. And everybody's going to decide right then what Trey Lance is. And it might not even matter what happens the rest of the year, although they do have two other primetime games, so that'll help. I've seen Kyle Shanahan teams making a judgment on what they look like in, you know, late or early October uh, and comparing it to who they are in January. That's always a tricky thing. Like they're just going to change, but you're right. I mean, we're going to react to it and that's exactly what we're going to do. Especially on like it's Monday. If it was a Sunday night, like the week before, it's like, okay, but there's other games that day that take place. But no, no, Tuesday morning is going to be Trey Lance morning that week, whatever happens, good, bad or ugly. Um, and it's Niners Rams, obviously, with the way the NFC championship game ended, there's all of that stuff there. So, yeah, that's going to be a pretty big one. What do you think of Miami? Because they play Cincinnati on Thursday. I'm I'm not on the Miami train at all. Are you? I'm I'm not. I don't believe in Tua. And and that's yes. really what it comes down to. Um, their, their roster is constructed very weird because, you know, obviously they have speed demons, right? Like you look at Tyreek, you look at Jalen Waddell. Gasecki is functionally a, a slot receiver, right? Yep. Like when you look at how his alignment and how his production works out. But then at the same time, they're rostering two fullbacks right now. And it was the first move Mike McDaniel's, you know, staff made was signing a fullback. So like, it seems like they are building a team for Tua and then also building a team for after Tua at the same time. <laughs> and it just seems like whenever you do that, one, the quarterback situation isn't going to work. And in season is probably going to look a little mismatched. Yeah, I don't love it. They do have speed. I mean, they have Mostert at running back who was the fastest player in the league 
faster than Tyreek Hill. I know people don't like to admit that, but we have the GPS trackers. We know how fast they run. Raheem Mostert was fastest for two years in a row. Uh, but yeah, I just don't like like that. I hate to get into this, but like that stupid video that the Dolphins tweeted out of the <laughs> underthrow. Like, why are you tweeting out this video if you're the Dolphins? But just rocket like, emojis, rocket uh, emojis. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I'm not, not in on Tua. So I know the Dolphins got a lot of flash this offseason, but I mean, they didn't even have the coach that they wanted. They wanted Sean Payton and Tom Brady. I think it's yeah. pretty well established at this point. But what about Cincinnati? Are you, is that a one year fluke to you or are you buying in? So Cincinnati right now, in terms of like, if you just took the Super Bowl odds and you transposed it over the AFC like seeding, the Bengals would be the seventh seed. And I think that's pretty fair. I think that's pretty fair, honestly. I, I think we're probably jumping the gun on, like, Joe Burrow's superstar. Like, I think he's probably closer to, like, Derek Carr than he is to being in that, like, Mahomes-Josh Allen Ooh, tier. Right? Damn. I don't I don't even think that's a hot take. Like, I, I think Carr is a pretty good quarterback, too, by the way. Like, I, I think he's probably one of the few quarterbacks who's, like, actually underrated in the NFL because we prop up these guys as saviors every single time. But – I, I think they're closer to being in the wild card contention than they are to like, you know, being a one or two seed type of team. Yeah. I, I'm going to need to see it a little more from Cincinnati before I kind of like just perennially. They drop played all those the close games. Like one, one ball tips the wrong way in any of those games. They could have gotten knocked out in the wild card round. Right. Like it, as that's simple true. as that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So week five now, and this one, I don't know. Indianapolis at Denver on Thursday. Why we have to see the Colts, I I don't know. Uh, Sunday night football, Cincinnati, Baltimore, fantastic. Monday night football, Raiders, Chiefs. That's okay. It ended better than it started. I'll say that. (laughs) I I actually kind of like the Colts. Like, I kind of think the Colts, like, you look at their running game. You look at the addition of Matt Ryan. Their defense was solid last year. I kind of like them, and I kind of like them to make it out of the the uh, AFC South. Like they might not be as good of a team as Denver, but I put I'd put their chances to make the playoffs better than Denver just because of the slate that they have to go through and the fact that you know Denver has to make it through the gauntlet that is the AFC West. Right. So I kind of like that one. If you're not on your game. The Colts will embarrass you. That's my look. Like they have a solid defense. Matt Ryan is not going to have these, these plays where Carson Wentz would just just throw the ball out just there, duck like, under a defensive tackle, just be like, "Yeah, this is what I'm doing today." Just absurd <laughs> plays where like you don't know what's going through his head. Those are eliminated with Matt Ryan, even if he's not going to provide you know the plays from a few years ago. He's he's fine. He's an adult quarterback. Carson Wentz is not. Um, so they're not going to be bad, but I just, I don't know. What's the, if Jonathan Taylor doesn't have like a 2000 yard season, are you really worried about the Colts? I like Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is a steady Eddie at quarterback. Like yes, you he can, is. you can make it to the playoffs with a guy like that. So if, if you can get to Russ a couple of times, he throws two balls up. Like, I think the Colts can win that ball game. I, I think the other games too are nice. Like, um, Cincinnati, Baltimore, we talked about how, you know, Baltimore probably should have been in more primetime games. You know, this is going to be a, a showcase for, for Lamar. I think, um, this might be a game that helps decide the, uh, AFC North in general, like True. that's going to be a good matchup. Um, and then Raiders, Kansas city, like, let's say hey, Devonte, let's see it. Right. Like er- everyone has you fourth in the, uh, NFC or AFC West, like the Raiders need to at least show signs of life against this Kansas city chiefs team in week five to be able to stay in the hunt. I do think it's interesting that the Raiders kind of went all in after John Gruden was gone. 
Like you would think that like they were going to go all in. It would be like John Gruden and, you know, here come the Raiders like back in the day. No, actually not. Well, John this can't is... commit, right? Like that's his whole problem. It's like every every yeah. year he has his new new babies. They've got the Devontae Adams move. They've got the Chandler Jones move. You know, part of I think what makes a good primetime matchup is a guy like a Lamar who, who can just make an amazing physical play, make three guys miss, chuck it down the field. Same thing with Mahomes. Burrow can do that to some extent. That's part of the reason why I don't like Indianapolis because it's like, what? They don't have that, you know? Right. Uh, so when I see Lamar in primetime against Cincinnati, I love it. Obviously, Mahomes is a friggin' magician. Um, so that's a that's a decent slate. I can't. I still can't believe that we have to watch the Colts in primetime four times. But I guess that's that's a me issue. That's not anybody else's problem. All right, week number six. Here's the, the stinker. Here's <laughs> the stinker. The Commanders at the Bears. You know, we were talking about drop everything games. This is a pick up everything game, so you don't have to watch this on Thursday night football. That's terrible. Sunday night is Cowboys Eagles. Monday night is Broncos Chargers. So don't waste your time on Thursday. Sunday night, not bad, but Monday night is very, very good. Yeah, Sunday night's just another classic NFC East matchup, ratings boom, all that stuff. Washington, Chicago, like do something with your kids. Um, do something <laughs> around the house. Like earn some brownie points because you're you're gonna need to use the brownie points at some point in the season. This Thursday night is probably not one of them. Obviously, Denver Chargers is going to be a great one. Like the AFC West is just basically a primetime uh, division this entire season. I think, you know, we're only week six. I think this is Denver's fourth primetime game already. So, like, wow, we're going to see a whole lot of Russell Wilson early on in the season. And that's fine. I totally get that. But I don't think like that. Oh, Russ is on the Broncos now automatically like pencil them into the playoffs. And I'm not, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. Like what, unless every single team in the AFC West makes the playoffs and no other team makes a wild card. (laughs) One of these teams is going to get, at least one of these teams is going to get knocked out of the playoffs. Like, and it's going to be a tough pill to swallow, right? Like imagine you're Denver and you just made the Russell Wilson trade. And everyone talked about for two years, how, you know, this is the perfect landing spot for a quarterback, right? If a quarterback comes in and you don't make the playoffs, that's a tough pill to swallow. If you're the Chargers and Justin Herbert or the, the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes and you can't make the playoffs, you had that quarterback and you didn't get in the top seven. You can't you couldn't get in the top yeah. half of your conference. How? Or if you're the Raiders and you just went all in with the Devontae Adams thing and his cap hits only going to get higher and higher. You know, as you know, that contract escalates um, in terms of the cap hits at the very least, not the salary, but um that's going to be a tough pill to swallow too. So, I mean, someone spent a whole lot of money to not make the playoffs in the <laughs> AFC West, and they're going to be very bummed out at the end of the year. That's a really good point. And, and honestly, I think if you're Denver, you can't just define success with this Russell Wilson trade by, okay, we made the playoffs. Like you get Russell Wilson and mm-hmm. give up what you gave up to win a Super Bowl, just like Peyton Manning coming to the Broncos back in the day. Like, it wasn't just to make the playoffs. It was to take home the damn Lombardi trophy. So you're right. Like it would be a massive, massive disappointment if Denver doesn't make the playoffs and it very easily could happen. Week number seven, New Orleans at Arizona on Thursday, Pittsburgh at Miami on Sunday night and Chicago at New England. I'm just going to say it. This is the worst prime team, primetime week of the season so far by far. Whenever Thursday night has the uh, best primetime game, that's always a red flag, right? <laughs> so New Orleans, Arizona, like even then it's like, you know, these are teams that are probably going to be in the wild card hunt in the NFC. That's probably the best matchup. I mean, Pittsburgh, Miami on Sunday night. Oof. I don't, what are we doing there? Is is this just like, we're expecting Pickett to be the starter for the Steelers at this point, And then they can do the whole, Hey, you know who else had a quarterback from the university of Pittsburgh? That's right. Dan Marino for the Miami dolphins. The Steelers <sighs> didn't take hit. Like, is it just going to be that? I, I don't get what the connection to put this on uh prime time is. I was looking at the Sunday night slate before we started. And this was the game I picked as the worst Sunday night football yeah. game out of any of them. Get ready for that. Kenny Pickett's going in the other door now at the facility with the, Oh God. <laughs> I hate he he goes through the varsity door instead of the JV door right. to get into the uh, the lunch hall. Awesome. 
okay, even if it is Kenny Pickett, that doesn't really do anything. Kenny Pickett and Tua, that's what I'm going to stay up late for on Sunday night. No, thank you. And Monday night, Chicago, New England. Like, I guess you could kind of sell it as like fields against Mac Jones, two quarterbacks from the 2021 class. But like, here's the thing. The Patriots without Tom Brady are boring and not interesting at all, at all. All I'm born and bred in Connecticut. I've lived here for 37 years before Tom Brady got to new England. There were no Patriots fans. Okay. And I don't know if the league realizes this. He's gone. Now we don't ever need to see new England in prime time again. Who is the best offensive skill player? Like outside of quarterback. Cause the answer might be Justin Fields somehow, but the bears and the Patriots, who do you got? Who's the best guy who gets the ball in his hands? Yeah, I think it's, Oh, is it like Hunter Henry? That's depressing. <laughs> like, tune in to Monday Night Football. Hunter <laughs> Henry against the Chicago Bears. <laughs> against Cole Komet. Yeah, I don't. That's a pass from me. That's a that's another uh, earn some brownie points match. Yeah, look, and you got to take those where you can get them during the NFL season. All right, let's go to Week Eight. This I love. Thursday night is Lamar Jackson against Tom Brady, right? The ultimate mobile quarterback against the ultimate not mobile quarterback. Old guy, new guy. Uh, that's very, very good. Sunday night football is Rodgers and the Packers against Josh Allen and the Chiefs. Uh, Josh Allen and the Bills. Phenomenal. And then Monday night, Cincinnati at Cleveland. Could that be potentially Deshaun Watson's first game if he was suspended? We don't know. But still, either way, pretty good week for primetime games. Yeah, and that that game in Cleveland is going to be on Halloween. So who knows Ooh. what that – what do you do if it's Deshaun's uh, coming out party in terms of him playing on primetime for the Browns and it's Halloween? That's, that'll be a certainly a sight to see an event. Um, Green Bay-Buffalo. I mean, this is another circle your calendar one too, right? Like yes. Baltimore-Tampa is good, but like – Green Bay Buffalo, circle your calendar. This, you know, people will be talking about this as potential Super Bowl preview, all that stuff. I think Buffalo is coming off of a buy for this. Green Bay somehow got messed up. Like, uh, no, no team is getting has less rest going into games with teams with more rest than Green Bay this season, and it's by like double or something. It's a pretty weird matchup the way that they had it go because uh, they had the London game. They're not getting a buy after the London game. They chose that. But they end up going through this stretch. I get this from between week four and week 17, the Packers play two games at Lambeau on Sunday. That's it. That's it. So they have five games technically on the schedule. One is a Thursday night game. One is a Monday night game. One got lost uh, to London because, you know, that's that's Mm. just how it breaks. So they get two home games on Sundays between week four and week 17. Crazy. That's wow. Two of the Packers like this. That's a blue blood NFL franchise. They kind of did them dirty there. Um, But that game is like punters need not apply. Like don't even take them to the field. Forget it. Like that is just going to be so much fun to watch. And uh, I appreciate the league, you know, throwing all the orange teams on the Halloween game. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, we get the, uh, the, the Bengals black and orange, too. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, they should have like some sort of crazy special uniform, although I guess you can't do that because the NFL doesn't want people to have too much fun. No Uh, fun. Week number nine, Eagles-Texans on Thursday night. Not not sure about that. Tennessee-Kansas City on Sunday night and Baltimore-New Orleans on Monday night. Baltimore, a couple back-to-back primetime games for them. Yeah, I mean, this this, the Chiefs-Titans and Baltimore-New Orleans are kind of the same type of game to me, which is like, Team that should be division leader against team that is probably on the wild card bubble. These are kind of games that can like decide uh, both of those races, I would say. So like those are games that are worth watching. Philadelphia, Houston, probably less so. But I do have one question for you. So like Houston, this is going to be their only primetime game in the entire schedule. They have the lowest Super Bowl odds of anyone. There are only three other teams that have, uh, you know, ha- like their their odds are half as long as Houston's to make the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that they're going to make the Super Bowl. I just don't know if Houston is that bad of a team relative to everyone else. Like, I understand they weren't a sexy team, but, like, how different is Davis Mills from, like, Mac Jones? Right. That, that's don't... the one thing I don't get. Like, 
we're totally sold on Mac Jones, but like Davis Mills is just like, yeah, he's he's a bust. And it's like I, they're kind of the same dude. Like they had obviously different surroundings around them. The Patriots were obviously a better team than the Texans last year, but I don't I, I don't think the Texans are that bad. Like I don't think they're laughably bad. I think teams like Atlanta are way worse. I think Chicago is way worse. How much faith do you have in Lovey Smith? Not very much because he's just gonna play like stagnant drop zone but like the the eagles did the same thing mostly because of their safety play last year but these mm-hmm. are probably the two most bland defenses going against each other so i feel like those negatives like almost cancel each other out <laughs> that's that's a really good point about davis mills and mac jones especially yeah man that's that's frightening if you're a patriot fan. someone just point out like what the difference is I, i'm willing to accept it I'm not, like, planting my flag on Davis Mills. I just don't really understand how they're any different. And I don't want to see Davis Mills in primetime. Even if I agree with you, the Texans are Texans are not laughing stock bad. There's a difference between being, like, not very good and being laughably bad. Like, if the Texans play as good as they can play, they're not bad. If, if the Falcons play as good as they can play, they still stink. Yes, exactly. Speaking of which, Thursday night football the next week. Oh boy, we're, we're at week ten now. Yeah, so we've got Atlanta and Carolina. Absolute nothing burger stinker. This is for the gamblers. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got Chargers Niners on Sunday night football, and then Washington Philadelphia on Monday night. Man, if it wasn't for that Sunday night matchup, this is a this would be a terrible primetime week. I agree. I mean, we get the dud of the uh, NFC East game on Monday, right? With Washington yep. and Philly. Atlanta, Carolina is just like, well, we needed to give them one primetime game. So we might as well <laughs> just like two birds, one stone this. Yep. Put it but against each other. Trey Lance, again, we're, we're going to figure out what they have. I mean, at this point in the season, um, flexes are fully uh, like full goes. So we'll, we'll see if how well Trey Lance is doing. If If he's doing well enough, he'll be able to stick in this game. If not... I mean, we have some teams. This is a pretty good slate, like overall. Like Green Bay, Dallas is like the uh, you know yep. national game of the week for Fox. That's the return of Mike McCarthy to Green Bay and Lambeau Field and all that stuff. So we'll see. We'll see if it ends up sticking. But as as far as this is right now, that Sunday night slot is probably the only one that you probably need to stop doing everything uh, around the house to to actually watch. Yeah, if Trey Lance has shown anything, that game becomes super fun. The Niners are coming mm-hmm. off a bye, so they'll have an extra week to prepare. Um, I'm interested in that game to see because you know Brandon Staley is going to be like, fourth down, pff, go for it. Touchdown, uh, let's go for two. Does he actually force Mr. Conservative Kyle Shanahan to actually, I don't know, rejoin the 21st century and start being more aggressive? That'd be funny. They're just like up by eight, and Kyle is just like, "Well, damn, I have to score twice." Like this, this is <laughs> this is my nightmare. the The thing with Kyle, it's never the last drive, right? It's the drive before the last drive. That's always the nightmare drive, where it's just like, "Oh man, you ran a screen on on second and eight, and now it's third and four. And I I just know, you know, the 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 hole in your behind is just diamond tight, just diamond tight." <laughs> People don't realize how often it would be like third and seven and Kyle would either be like, hand it to Debo or screen to Debo and Debo would get the first down. It was absurd how much of a get out of jail free card he was for them last season. I don't think they're going to have that this season. Does the Carson Wentz return to Philadelphia on Monday night provide any more juice for that game or do you not care? I don't care. I mean, maybe that'll help ratings in like Philadelphia or whatever, which is why they're putting the damn game on on Monday night (laughs) in the first place. But I personally could not care what Carson Wentz is is doing at all. I I don't think he's long for this league as a starter at this point. I agree with you completely. Week 11, Tennessee at Green Bay on Thursday night. Sunday night is Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Monday night, San Francisco at Arizona. I'm not loving any of those games. The one thing I will say is this is in the teeth of that that schedule, that hell that hell stretch for Green Bay. So like you're gonna get a tired Packers team that's been traveling internationally, hasn't had a bye week yet, is just playing all these games on the road, playing all these games in, in weird uh time slots, and they're gonna be going against Tennessee, which is still at the very least like a frisky team. Um I, I think this is kind of like uh what do we call these trap games? 
Like yep. th- this is a big like highlight trap game uh, type of game. But outside of that, not super exciting. I mean, at this point in the season, Arizona, Kyler Murray, like who knows what he looks like if he's turned into a pumpkin yet. Like it's, it's usually not good <laughs> after uh, Halloween or Thanksgiving. So I don't know. And, and it's going to be in Mexico too. So who, who knows how that ends up going? I don't even know like – Who's that going to be a home game for? You think there'll be more Cardinals fans there? There could be. No, seen... it'll be Niners fans. Like yeah. the, the way Mexico usually works uh, is like the the big fan bases. Like there there are probably way more Steelers fans in, in Mexico City than like people realize, right? Like mm. Stuff like that. Like like uh, Patriots fans, Steelers fans, Packers fans, obviously Cowboys, Raiders. Um, I, I would say that's the most. I know Arizona kind of wants to be a team that is represented in Mexico when they came out with like that home home uh, area allocation or whatever they called it, the international stuff this past off season. Yep. But I don't know if Arizona at this point really has, you know, a, a flag down in the ground. I mean, hell Arizona up until recently was basically Cowboys territory, right? Like in yeah. terms of like their actual home area, which is why like they signed guys like Evan Smith and stuff like that. So I, I definitely think that this is going to be a Niners crowd, uh, relative to Cardinals crowd, but it's going to be like 50% like random Browns jerseys and like Jets jerseys and stuff, it, it, you know, in the stands. That's usually how these international games work. The Niners have a weird quirk in the schedule where from November 1st to December 15th, they do not play a game in an opponent's stadium. They're either at That's home crazy. for all of them or they're in Stadium Azteca in Mexico. Uh, it's That's crazy. A- it's a weird stretch for the Niners, but yeah, overall that slate uh, week 11, not really drop everything that you're doing and, and make sure you're watching TV. We move on to week 12. That's Thanksgiving. So you've got the three games on Thursday, Buffalo, Detroit, Giants, Cowboys, Patriots, Vikings. Nothing. I'm like dying to see on Thanksgiving. Then Sunday night is green Bay and Philadelphia. Monday night is Pittsburgh Indy. That's not the. There's a lot of games, which I guess is good, but it's not anything that I'm, you know, dying to watch. Yeah, at this point in the season, it's really like wild card race. I guess is the best way to look at it. So like, Green Bay, Philadelphia, like maybe that decides like if the Eagles are going to make the playoffs or not. This is really the point in the season too, where you start realizing like, do we need all these Steelers games? Do we need all these uh, NFC East games on yep. prime time? Like that's where it's like. This medicine might be a little too strong for me, Doc. I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah, both Giants-Cowboys games are in prime time. The Giants, man, like, do they? Do people forget how bad Daniel Jones is? He's bad. I feel like they're not really even trying. Like, the the, the Giants are a team that's, like, in full-blown rebuild right now, right? Like, Dayball is oh, said, yeah. like, they didn't pick up Daniel Jones's option. They're not really trying to extend Saquon Barkley. Like, your entire backfield is going to be different. We know Kadarius Tony is on – uh, available at the very least, you know, on the trade block. Like, this is a team that's rebuilding. Why do they need to be playing national games? We know they're not going to be any good. Yeah, I don't get it either. Um, New England, Minnesota doesn't do anything for me either. Like, come watch Mac Jones and Kirk Cousins, two human sweater vests, <laughs> play each other at quarterback. No thanks. And then nah. Monday night, forget it. Pittsburgh and Indianapolis. Oh, no. No, stop it with that. There's, there's no way. Like Pittsburgh will still like mathematically be like of course. Uh, alive in the playoffs, but they'll have like a one percent chance at this point, right? Like, yeah, it's they. Mike Tomlin will do his Mike Tomlin thing, so they're never going to be bad, but they'll just be hanging on, and that's the the angle they'll put. Hey, Pittsburgh is still alive, and they'll show that graphic, and they'll be in the hunt the in the back of the traffic. teams. Every team <laughs> right. but one. Uh, week number thirteen, Buffalo at New England on Thursday. We've got Indianapolis at the Cowboys. Oh, great. Indianapolis in primetime back-to-back weeks. That's just the festival for us. And then Monday Night Football is New Orleans at Tampa Bay. The Thursday night matchup for me has cachet just because I want to see if New England can actually make Josh Allen punt because they haven't been able to do it in quite some time. Yeah, I mean, and New England gets back-to-back Thursday night games, right? That's kind of a weird quirk in the schedule. Like that, how, how often have we ever been able to say that? Um, so maybe that helps them out, you know, relative to Buffalo and then Dallas and Indianapolis. I feel like that's a great matchup for Dallas, honestly, just because you kind of think of, you know, the explosiveness that Dallas has on the field that Indianapolis probably doesn't. Plus, Indianapolis whole thing is like, can you tackle? 
Dallas spent all these picks on these linebackers, right? Like you, you we might see Michael Parsons at inside linebacker at this point in the season. Um, who, who knows what it looks like? I think New Orleans Tampa is kind of underrated just because that New Orleans defense just gets so chippy, right? Like we'll, we'll see uh, Gardner Johnson just like get in uh, Tom Brady's face every once in a while. Like that, that'll be fun. I think they'll have some moments in that game. It's probably worth a watch. That's the Jameis Winston reunion game. Oh, yeah, of course. It, Jameis has played Tampa plenty of times since then. Like, I, I, how, how, how much longer do we have to do that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how much uh, juice there is left to squeeze in on that one. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand New Orleans' plan at all, but okay. I, I root for a team in the <laughs> NFC, so sure. You want to bring back They're Jameis? all in. They traded a future first-round pick. Like uh, Absurd. It's do absurd. Do you know what they did with Marcus Davenport's contract? So he's on a fifth-year option, right, which is like a sizable – deal Mm -hmm. right like it's you know a couple million dollars they converted it they they converted his salary into the minimum salary and pushed everything forward with four void years so theoretically this fifth year option they should be still paying if they sign him to a long-term extension they'll still have dead caps on it in 2026 i believe is how the math works out or 2027 one of the two that's crazy. Like this team, <laughs> this team is still doing all these cap mechanics to to put this team forward. And it's like, I don't know if this one is like even going to make the playoffs. Like it might, it might not though. Oh, I don't think it is. Uh, they, look, to me, there's a reason why Sean Payton in his quote unquote retirement press conference said, I'm going to coach again soon. Like, yeah, he was like, who knows if, you know, in a year I want to come right. back and coach. He <laughs> rang up the credit cards and then before the bill came due, he pieced out like that. I don't think he gets enough criticism for that. That's a slime ball move to me. If you're Sean Payton, I think he deserves to be dinged on it. Now I admit, I do not like the saints. I've never liked the saints. I will always bag on them, but I don't think he's catching enough heat for that justice. I kind of like it. I like the idea of just, <laughs> I like the idea of just like, no, I've built this up. I don't have to rebuild. That's someone else's problem. Like McVay's going to do the same thing with the Rams. You mm. think McVay's going to stick around for a rebuild? This guy hates draft picks. He doesn't get to know any of these picks. So like, no, there's no way they're what they're going to do every single time. Hey, I built up this franchise. It can be a a consistent contender. I'm going to go to television for a while and I'm going to pick my spot where, you know, hey, oh, there's a team that can't figure it out with a quarterback. I'm going to grab the next, you know, I'll be the next LaFleur, right? Like after a McCarthy. Thousand percent. Like if you're Sean McVay, you know, you can get 30 million a year or whatever it is calling games like hell yeah i'm out as soon as that credit card bill comes due i'm out and by the way oh i want to go spend a little bit more time with my family which is right apparently the the word that we use now even though it's tom brady spent two weeks with his family was like (laughs) no terrible vibes i guess i'll 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 be an owner of a team but like stuff yeah just do that and then uh you don't get criticized at all who's gonna criticize the family right so Right. You can never criticize a guy for wanting to spend more time with his family. McVay's Rams are actually be hosting the Raiders in week 14 on Thursday night football. That's a sneaky fun game. And then Sunday night is Kansas city, Denver. Yes, please sign me up for that. And then Monday's new England and new England and Arizona boohoo, but for two good games, two out of three good ones, three straight Island games for the Patriots. I don't, I don't think we needed this in, in the year 2022 no, um, man. Raider Raiders Rams. I mean, this is what the Raiders' second primetime game uh, will probably be in crunch time when, like, they're either contending for the AFC West or contending for a uh, wild card spot. So, this is going to be a huge game for them. Obviously, the Rams are still going to have to earn that NFC. Like, the NFC West is still pretty competitive. I, I know Russell Wilson's gone from Seattle, but three of the teams are still competitive for the playoffs. That's still pretty good. And then, obviously, Kansas City, Denver, which, like, that could be another one that decides the AFC West. So, I think this is a pretty good week overall. Like the, the Monday night is uh, not so great, but not, not <laughs> the, the worst. Here's the thing. The Rams schedule is incredibly hard. This is one yeah. of the quote unquote easier games on the Rams schedule. <laughs> so like if they're going to, you know, be a top seed in the NFC and win the division, they got to win this game. That's the the tough part about what their slate looks like. Yeah. And then the, the next week, this kind of helps them because, you know, the next week they're going to be on the road in Green Bay. So, like, you're getting Thursday, you actually get extended rest a little bit. But, like, is this the game you overlook? Is this the trap game then? Like, you're like, oh, Green Bay is down the line. Oh, we forgot about the Raiders. And they still have Devontae Adams and Derek Carr, which might be 
you know, an automatic connection week one. Week 15, Thursday night football, San Francisco, Seattle. <laughs> Crap. Sunday night, Patriots again. I can't believe it's four straight. I didn't realize four straight island games for the Patriots. I, I didn't up. realize they put them all consecutively. Yeah, that's terrible. And then Monday night, you mentioned it, Rams, Packers. That's a drop everything game for sure. Uh, I, I just New England, like we keep having to say it because they keep putting them there. It doesn't make any sense. I, the Thursday game does nothing for me. I'm a Niner fan. Without Russell Wilson, I don't care if the 49ers can go into Seattle. And, I mean, I want them to, but like there's no juice there. Yeah, I, I think Seattle's going to be one of the worst teams in the league, and I think it's going to be because of their quarterback situation. Um, so that one's a dud. Hopefully, at this point, week 15, these can be flex, right? So, I, Oh, yeah. What, what would you put the percentage chance New England is still going to play a Sunday night football game in week 15? Because uh... the only chance is if New England and the Raiders are, like, deep into the wild card hunt, this decides, like, if they get in or out. Like True. I put it at 30%. Uh, New England, like they're never going to be terrible with Belichick as their coach. So it's kind of like a Steelers type of thing. But right. I'm trying to look at the other games on the slate. I what mean, Titans Chargers, like, why wouldn't you get that in the prime time? Uh, yeah. Cleveland Baltimore, like that's one that could get flex, right? We talked about that. Um, Indianapolis, Minnesota, that's another one that's like, hey, maybe these teams are in the wild card hunt, like cross division or cross conference, all that stuff. So. I don't know. I, th- I feel like there's a lot better options than New England Raiders. There has to be. We can't. We <laughs> don't need four straight New England games. Week 16 now. We got J- oh, Jags and Jets on Thursday. <laughs> That's going to be a game where they bill the hell out of Trevor Lawrence against Zach Wilson. The two, one and two, like as if anybody cares. They both were terrible last year. Then you've got Las Vegas and Pittsburgh on Sunday night. and then. Oh, on Saturday night, technically, excuse me, because that's Christmas Eve. So yes. Vegas and Pittsburgh is 8.15 p.m. Eastern, but that's Saturday night. Then you've got a triple header on Christmas. Green Bay, Miami, Denver and the Rams, Tampa and Arizona. Then on Monday night, you've got L.A. and Indianapolis. So there's a lot. Uh, this is like the reverse Thanksgiving situation, but it's another triple header. The Jags-Jets feels very like... This is usually the game that's like week two TNF, right? <laughs> yes. why, why did we need this in week 16? They're both going to be out of playoff contention at this point. This is just going to be like straight gamblers paying attention to this game. Yeah, I don't like why just I agree. You put it in week two and you live with it. But yeah. this is week 16 we're talking about here. Crunch time. There's no it's not even tangentially related to the playoff race it's there's nothing there it's basically like a battle for the number one pick yeah i mean and no one wants to watch that the players aren't rooting for a number one pick like why are we doing this like i kind of think it's a coward thing to root for a number one pick i i know people want the quarterbacks and all that stuff but like you get the number one pick three years in a row in your jacksonville you're not happy about that you get the number one pick in your quarterback is zach wilson you're not happy about that you just spent the, whatever the third overall pick or whatever it took to to get him so I don't know. That'd be a bummer for both of these teams. It says here uh, tickets are as low as $33 for that game. <laughs> Lowest of the week. Can't wow. imagine why. Yeah. Also, no, look, Steelers. Why so many Steelers games? Again, Houston, Tennessee that week. Tickets as low as $32. Somehow it will oh. cost you more money <laughs> to get into Jags Jets than it will Houston, Tennessee. That's bowl season for the Vols for when they make <laughs> the, the Capital One Bowl or whatever. Oh, at least, God. At least the team's going to play on Christmas are doing it in sunny places. Miami, Los Angeles, Arizona. At least you get to be sunny on on Christmas if you're going to travel. I don't like that though. As a fan, as a guy that's going to be on my ass in front of my television watching from home, I want to see some snow, damn it. <laughs> it's Christmas time. The only snow I'm going to see is on the score graphic when they put it up on the screen and they do the little animation. I guess so. I just, it's probably a ticket sales thing, right? Like how yeah. many people are like going to spend uh, outdoor in the cold in, uh, you know, Green Bay or Buffalo or Denver, you know, on Christmas day. That's fair. That is fair. And then you've got Chargers Colts on Monday night. Eh, I don't love it. I don't hate it. You know, wild, wild card race. That's, that's fine to me at that, at that point. Let's go now to week 17 Dallas at Tennessee. 
That's not bad on Thursday night football. Then you have the LA matchup on Sunday night. Rams, Chargers, doesn't matter who's hosting. And Bills, Bengals on Monday night. That's a pretty good week for the second to last week of the season. Yeah, and uh, that Sunday night is New Year's Day. So, like, usually, you know, Los Angeles is used to the Rose Bowl, right? And they're going to have that pushback to the second. Um, it happens, you know, every once in a while, like that, That uh, what was it? M- Matt Flynn's seven, like, touchdown game against yeah. the Lions happened on New Year's Day. And then the Rose Bowl had to be played the next day. So the Rose Bowl parade is actually going to be on the second. The Rose Bowl game is going to be on the second. So as a substitute, the NFL just got in and said, hey, L.A. wants to celebrate something on uh, on New Year's Day. How about we give them two NFL teams in primetime? I, yeah. I kind of like it. I feel like this year the NFL, like, they're just throwing all caution to the wind. Yep, we're going to have games on New Year's Day. Guess what, NBA? We're going to have three games on Christmas. Good luck with your crap schedule because oh, nobody's yeah. going to care. Guess, yeah. Chris, we're coming for Christmas, NBA. The war, the war for Christmas has started between the NFL and NBA at mm-hmm. this point, and I think, what is it, next year they're going to start flexing uh, the Monday night football games, which, like, I'm sure fans who are, like, actually traveling to games and have season tickets aren't going to be super happy about that. Yeah. Um, But something that's going to happen moving forward, worth keeping an eye out for it. The NFL is coming for you. No day is sacred. Uh, But that's going to be a fantastic matchup, so I will definitely be watching it. Uh, Buffalo-Cincinnati is a great matchup, too, on Monday night. That's going to be on ESPN and ABC. That's a strong week of primetime games, and those games are going to be crucial at that point in the season as well. Yeah, I think all those games have, at the very least, um, the ability to, like, impact, you know, the wildcard hunt. So, you know, these are all going to be important games. I I think they did a way better job week 16 than, like, uh, you know, putting Jets, Jaguars (laughs) on Thursday night football late in the season having the Steelers still compete in some of these games, so. And then the final week of the season, obviously, we don't know anything because it's all flex. But if you just take a look at the slate of games, trying to predict that you could get Baltimore, Cincinnati, that week would be pretty good. Chargers at Broncos is a possibility for a primetime game. Raiders, Chiefs, like they try to schedule all the divisional games so it could get a little juicy there down the stretch. But there's there's some potential good options. Yeah, I, I, I think Raiders, Chiefs is the one that I would circle. Um, just in terms of you know both sides being able to make it though the one team or the one game that I'm kind of interested in and I want to see how you gauge this hot take the sleeper the dark horse to get flexed to Sunday night football so Green Bay could be in contention for the one seed right it could be you know hey they win and they're in they lose and you know they have to play the first round of the playoffs they're hosting the Detroit Lions who I don't think were a bad team last year like I I I know their record was terrible, but they were in a bunch of close games. They just added Jamison Williams and two quality pass rushers. Like that might be the difference for a team like that. I could see them. I could see the Lions sneaking in to the back end of the playoffs. Like that's not crazy to me when the other wow. options are. I mean, the other options are like the Eagles, right? The the Saints and the Cardinals. I could see all of those teams individually, you know, not not making the benchmark. I just have no faith in Jared Goff. Away from Sean, he McVay. went to a Super Bowl. You can away do it. from Sean McVay. Ah, that's fine. They can run play action. With, with <laughs> they can do it. They just need better players. They they didn't have like hardly any wideouts last year. I think that's what really killed them. I mean, we'll see how much Jamison Williams impacts it. But like, if Jamison Williams can play Week One off of that ACL injury and you know be fully recovered, and he can go for you know two hundred yards over the first two weeks, I, I'm all in on the Lions if that happens. Wow, that is bold, man. I'm I feel like everybody's gonna try and pick out like who's gonna be the Bengals of this year, right? The terrible team that makes this run. But I don't know if I can be out on that branch with you. I like Dan the man. I do. That's the thing. I'm not people, afraid to admit it. People like him, so they're not gonna be as hard on him as they would be like a regular Lions coach. Like nobody was lining up for Matt Patricia, right? Like nope. no, no, Matt Patricia, including his players. Right. And like he's memories telling reporters to like sit up and, and like dress oh, up. Yeah. And like, it was just so he's absurd. got the backward hat. And he's just and the, unkept with the pencil in his ear, even yep. though he has a laminated uh, play calling sheet indoors. <laughs> right. Like, what do you real. do with the pencil? Yeah. It's like, no one's lining up for that dude, but, but we like Dan Campbell. Cause he's, he seems like, you know, a regular guy. He's got his coffee and he makes all these weird sound effects in the press conferences and stuff. So they're not going to be as hard on him, but 
I'm not buying it. I think they're going to be bad this year again. Even though I do like the Aiden Hutchinson kind of story, I feel like that's something for people in Detroit to hang their hat on. But uh, I'm not joining you on the Lions could sneak into the playoffs at the end of the year train. I'll be by myself. Just me and Dan the man. (laughs) You and Dan It's exactly how we like it. All right, so that is our breakdown, our look at all of the primetime games week by week. Justice, I really appreciate you letting me pinch hit here on the show. Absolutely, man. Whenever, whenever you want. He saved us during draft coverage. Now I feel like I can return the favor a little bit and help out when you're down to co-hosts. Rate, review, follow the SB Nation NFL show, everybody. You do not want to miss an episode. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. 